Off the back of his band, The Jack, taking out the 2021 Tui for Best Jazz Artist, Wellington-based alto saxophonist and composer Jack Baxendale is about to reveal a new suite of compositions based on the idea of fantasia. It's a style of musical composition that includes elements of freeform. Wellington's Lermis Festival has commissioned the Fantasia works, which will be performed by a 10-piece brass-heavy ensemble. Jake's studied jazz in Berlin and New York City since graduating from the New Zealand School of Music in 2011, but he can trace his love of music back to his childhood in Golden Bay. I moved with the rest of my family to Golden Bay from a little village, Laycock, in Yorkshire, in, uh, in the United Kingdom, and, and it was like moving to paradise. It was the whole bit, the Golden Beaches and the, you know, friendly community it was a real rural idyll one of the parts of that community that was so magical as well as just the the nature side of it was that there was this wonderful group of people especially but not exclusively people who'd moved over in the 70s or the children of the people who'd moved over in the homesteaders kind of hippie types who'd um, set up shop especially in the Onikaka Valley where you'll find the Muscle Inn, a pub, uh, a restaurant and a brewery and the music venue uh, run by um, Andrew and Jane Dixon, absolutely wonderful people. And they also built a large stage at the local community hall. So things like Fantasia, to me, they sort of represent things like the Onikaka Winter Festival, these sorts of gigs that I started playing with um, people from this community, my dad, my brothers, um, the local brewer, uh, my music teachers and other peers of mine, students, um, friends of my folks, like all sorts of weird and wonderful bands cropped up and we played a lot and a lot at um, festivals and, and other events all throughout my kind of adolescent and teenage years. Yeah, and, st- and I still do go back and play there every year, especially at the end of the year for the Musselin's birthday. Uh, what was your time like in both Berlin in 2013, but also in 2016 in New York City? Were those both defining periods in your um, musical career, do you think, on reflection? Yeah, I think that they were definitely the right thing at the right time for me. So when I moved to Berlin, I had uh, just been a year out of studying and uh, wasn't sure what exactly I was going to do with myself so moving over there was great because you didn't need a lot of money and uh, I could uh, spend a lot of time just kicking around going to jam sessions meeting musicians and playing and just generally having a good time but I also got to see what it took to be a professional musician in a cosmopolitan city and it was a lot but I also recognised some things about Berlin and also about um, much more specifically about New York when I went there um, several years later that the scenes in some cities like Berlin and like New York are quite siloed. The musicians that I'd been spending time with in Berlin played jazz standards and they played at jam sessions and they um, 
and they went on the road to different parts of Europe with sort of more mainstream jazz stuff. And when I went to um, New York, I realized that, okay, well, there was that stuff going on and they're very much in that scene, but I also met and learned from some musicians who are more into an experimental or improvised music kind of style. And uh, I guess what I got out of that, especially framing what I wanted to do with my career was when I came home, I wanted to embrace the thing that I really treasure about the Wellington scene, which is that you get to do a little bit of everything and you get to expand in all directions at once, which I think is really wonderful. And I think that that sort of reflects maybe how it was when I was growing up in Golden Bay, where if somebody needed a saxophone player, well, there just wasn't that many around. So I ended up doing all sorts of things. Well, how has the jazz scene changed in this decade or so that you've been so active within it, the New Zealand scene? The New Zealand scene, I, I don't know if I can uh, consider myself uh, an authority on that, but I suppose I've, I have seen a bit of a changing of the guard in terms of who's performing a lot in the local venues. So um, when I'd come through, there'd been a bit of a shift when I first sort of turned up about 15 years ago um, and started studying. There'd been a bit of a shift from a much more free music, avant-garde experimental thing that was led by musicians such as Jeff Henderson and Chris O'Connor and a lot of the musicians that are still active at the Pyramid Club today, Daniel Bieben, um, people like Richard Kelly, Jeff and Chris had moved away, I think, by the time I showed up. And so there was a more mainstream jazz thing. There are a lot of residencies, places like the Lido, Sandwiches, playing standard sort of straight up and down jazz. And there was a lot of like late night jazz fusion stuff. There was a band called The Eggs that played very frequently at Matterhorn, stuff like that. Uh, That's a generation of musicians kind of older than myself. And uh, in the last 10 or 15 years, uh, it's a lot of my peers that have been playing in venues around town and the the uh, the scenes shifted to places like uh, the Rogan Vagabond, which has been um, around for six or seven years and been putting on music four nights a week whenever it can. And uh, other venues around have become real stalwarts for jazz, like uh, the library, which has actually been doing it for years and years, I think and Hishigazaki, a little underground basement. And there, there are other clubs, but it's sort of like, it's always moving around. It's very fluid, different players and different, um, different venues supporting jazz. It just depends who's active at the time. And I think that it's, I think we're seeing a change again as, as younger players come up and, and there seems to be this movement, especially from like this new London sound that's like seeping into music here and, and really energizing younger musicians and, they're starting to put music together that sounds like that and go out and play and find gigs for themselves and create a scene of their own. You know what I mean? It's always moving around. Well, not long to go before you unveil um, your new commission, Fantasia. And it isn't a term we hear that often these days. What is it? What meaning do you take from it? Um, There's a few things. Uh, I was a huge fan when I was a kid of the Disney film Fantasia. So um, I loved the name straight away because of that. That was a gateway into, into classical music for me. It made so clear anyway, so obvious, the, the relationship between animation and music, which I've always had a big, deep love for animation. So I thought about that and um, I was really interested to discover after looking the term up that a Fantasia was a kind of 
it's an old school term in classical music for a sort of free form composition, which I love because um, of course, jazz and improvised music has a lot to do with freedom and malleable or free or otherwise non-restricted forms or, you know, structures to the music that you're playing. So I was really taken by both of those things, you know, as well as in general, just being like, um, I've got a, I've got a big, love of the fantastical I've got a I've listened you know read a lot of fantasy and sci-fi in my day so in general it's just big and a hugely evocative term it's a cool thing to get the brain going you've had a long association with the Lermis festival of course and done lots of composing for the outdoor procession when I was listening to the music clip you sent you know I had a sense of of the march that kind of energy of an outdoor performance so are you integrating that also into Fantasia? Yeah, that's right. So um, it's myself and Michael Costello, who's also had a really long relationship with the, with the festival and uh, writing the music. And we, I mean, there's so many things that we're trying to fold into it, but some of that sort of processional uh, sort of ceremonial aspect to it, I think uh, we're trying to get in there as well as trying to evoke in the shape of the, the concert and in the shape of the music some of that sense of you know first of all you're acknowledging that we're coming into the depths of winter and um and like the matariki thing it's maybe a time to think about those recently passed and so on and so there's a there's a darkness to that there's certain things to that but also as part of these uh winter festivals there's the acknowledgement that the days are going to get longer and we're going to start coming out of out of these times and so there's a celebration there as well and there's a celebration of of the lives of those who've passed as well and so on and so forth so you know you 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 try and put these things into the music I think that all of this stuff is really great for um influencing you when you're writing it and what it actually means once it's a piece of music and it's become sounds and people playing and instructions to musicians and stuff I mean whether that meaning carries I don't know I'm not too fussed about that. For me, it's all about what different music can that bring out of me that I might not have written. I always enjoy asking musicians I interview about their instruments. Tell me about your saxophone. Have you had a a long history with it? I have been playing the saxophone for about, I started quite young when I was 10, I think. So that's about 22, 23 years I've been playing. So I definitely feel like the instrument is a part of me or I'm a part of it is maybe a little bit more accurate. The saxophone is a really interesting instrument in that it is a very young instrument as far as the, you know, the history of musical instruments are concerned. It's only been around for about 250 years, I think. Uh, Don't fact check me, please. And it's a funny one. It's, it's quite a loud instrument and it's quite easy to get together. Actually, it's quite easy to start making a sound, but there is, there's something about how flexible it is and how many, many, many different kinds of tones you can get and how many different ways of playing it there are. It feels really like the project of, of, deepening your relationship with the saxophone just feels like infinite. And I'm sure that's like that with all sorts of instruments, but with the saxophone, 
I, I liken it a bit to like what I was saying, the idea of developing in all directions at once in terms of the kinds of music that you're playing, the roles of music, you know, the saxophone as an instrument feels to me like that. It's not about getting very good at a specific way of playing. There's so many ways of playing the instrument. There's so many aspects to it of, of tone, of, of range, of, of color, of different ways of playing it rhythmically or different ways of accessing harmony with it. Like it's just feels like you can go in all sorts of directions. Yeah, extended technique stuff, everything. Would a saxophone change greatly with age? Say if you were playing a saxophone for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, would the tone of it change? I know with, say, with stringed instruments, um, over the years it, it can change. I'm not sure what the situation would be for saxophone if the sound Im- improves or changes or maybe it doesn't. It'll definitely change if you don't uh, give it a service every once in a while. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, uh, they, I don't know. I don't think that the brass probably changes all that much. The saxophone's a little bit of a, like my father's axe kind of thing because so many of the parts, little corks, springs, screws, the pads that close over the tone holes, certainly the reeds that are actually the thing that makes the sound in the first place, they don't last. You know what I mean? You wear them out and you replace them and you replace them again and again and again. And sometimes you have, might have to replace uh, the neck or sometimes you might have to replace a key or something. So a very old saxophone might not be all that original actually anymore because there are so many moving parts. So it is quite a different thing to a string instrument in that sense. Jake Baxendale is premiering Fantasia on the 18th of June at the Dompolski Club in Newtown as part of the Lermis Festival in Te Whanganui Atara on the 